Welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. Every week, the Lead Team at Tate Springs will review our Sunday services, everything from the message to worship and whatever else comes to our minds. Let's dive in. I have begun. You have begun? I have begun. I have begun. We have started. He doesn't even know how to respond to that. It's right. Like, it's like, okay. What just happened here? Are we, are we started? Or, or have, have we, we not so started who's, yet? Who's kick, so who's like kind of like the host that's like saying, hey, welcome. Is it me? So I do that in the intro. Okay. Like, okay. I say, welcome to the Lead Team Podcast. Okay. Let's so, dive in. All right. So, so uh, here we are on uh, the second Lead Team Podcast. Yeah, here and, we are. Um, so last week we started this new podcast and it was... Uh, or is an opportunity for us to to kind of look at uh, what happened yesterday at the worship uh, service and just to ask questions that maybe we had about the sermon, uh, talk about new songs we sang, um, whatever kind of comes to our our minds in 20 minutes. And so yesterday, um, we uh, we looked at Romans chapter one, and the first the first sermon was really interesting because we looked at Romans one one and seven. And so it we is an interesting way to kind of start the series, but the idea was that Paul gives us uh, this image of being in Rome, but also in Christ. So we talked about that last week, and uh, and then what we did this week is we talked about um, the gospel. So in Romans one one, Paul says he is set apart for the gospel. So that's the object of what he's set apart to. And what I did is I started out on Romans one sixteen and seventeen at the end. And so you guys know I love storytelling. And, uh, and one of the most powerful devices uh, that's used sometimes in storytelling. What's your favorite story? My favorite story. Um, favorite story, favorite movie. Probably favorite... Dr. Seuss. No, no. Frozen. No. I have seen Frozen probably more than any other story, though. <laughs> favorite story of The Hobbit, right? The Hobbit's my favorite story. If you're talking now, I mean, if, I mean, I probably have to say like a parable or something, right? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The no, Hobbit no, no, is no. a parable, right? Uh, so it's let's allegory. Talk, let's say we're not talking about <laughs> biblical stories, talking about uh, like just literature. Yes, The Hobbit's my favorite. Yeah, The Hobbit, hands because down. Because the most important thing. Remember what we said uh, about you know the best intros that you can take the intro of any book and make it better by adding. Yeah. And then the dragons came. Right. Yeah. And so. So yeah. you weren't there. So we did cinematic theology with the young adults last night. Maleficent. Which I'd never seen before. I hadn't either. And we're watching it, and in the in the end, you know, the action's amping up, and so Maleficent has the ability to turn this sidekick into a crow or a wolf or whatever. I'm not kidding you, man. They get to the end battle, and she turns him into a dragon. It was like it was okay. awesome. And then the dragons, the dragons came. And then the dragons came. Yeah, there you go. it was the best of times. It was the worst, worst of times. times. Then the dragons <laughs> came. So those listening, and then the the joke is, as Curtis said, any time. Uh, in, in story, conflict is what makes a story a story. Right. And, and so without conflict, there is no story. And so you can take any line from any book and you can just say, and the dragons, and then the dragons came and it just immediately makes it more interesting. Sure. They call me Ishmael and then the dragons came. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in. This is why, was that Matthew McConaughey movie where it's all about the dragons coming? Oh, yeah. It's phenomenal. What? I forgot yes, about that. Yes, dude, it's amazing. It's like the dark, I can't remember the, the name. Of it. Not the Dark yes. Tower one, is it? Yeah, no, no, it's not Dark Tower. What is that called? Dude, it's amazing. It is amazing. It's just so over the top, crazy. In fact, in his uh, autobiography, we're way off topic, but anyways, in his autobiography, 
he talks about that that movie and how he was supposed to be a guy, if I remember right, who had a, a pet dragon always on his shoulder. <laughs> I mean, just unbelievable. Oh, but man. it is as wild as you think, and it is Matthew McConaughey at his like best as a huh. dragon slayer. I think Christian Bell might be in it. I don't know. Anyways, so, so story story storytelling. So yeah. <laughs> uh, flash for, forward or prolepsis is the idea where you start at the end. So there's in media rest, which is in the middle of things. Then there's flash forward, which is the end of things. And so we started yesterday at the end of Romans 1, right. uh, which is 16 and 17. Well, not the very end, but the end of the, the text we were looking at. Uh, which is, it, uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power uh, of God to salvation, uh, and in it is the righteousness of God. So that's the end. And so Paul gives us this beautiful picture of the gospel that he's been set apart to uh, that has power and righteousness. So we unpack that, um, and we, we spent a big chunk of the sermon on that, like 85%, sure. and then we had three points. And I realized, y'all, that... Uh, at the end, I just kind of put my notes away, and I never gave the sermon in a sentence. It's all good. They so, put it up on the oh, screen. Oh, it was on the Did screen. They? Okay, yes. but I don't oh, yeah. think I ever said it. You said you said something that was very similar to it. Okay. And, and they, they put it on the they, screen. They put it up that's there. good. I had so, an yeah. email that said, uh, and I know it was on my last page of notes, and I put the notes away and just kind of went, mm -hmm. went for it. And then uh, I had a church member say, what was the sermon in a sentence, which was, uh, the gospel is not something to be ashamed of, but something, or rather, someone to be confident, confident in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really liked um, last week's, you know, really led into this week's where we were reminded last week that God is enough. And then this week, uh, the main point, you know, as you just said, our confidence is in Christ. So we don't need to be ashamed because ultimately, when we're looking at where we live in America or whether we live somewhere else, you know, whatever country we live in. Um, it's never going to be that heavenly kingdom system mm -hmm. that we live in. So our allegiance and therefore our confidence isn't in these worldly or worldly yeah. systems. And so I'm really seeing the buildup. And I, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday is what I'm seeing is that this is not so much about society, but rather about the church and how Christians mm. can better have confidence in Christ and how then we can interact with society with a kingdom mindset yeah. rather than a political mindset for our benefit. Yeah. But, so Tony Evans yeah. says, and and we are leaning in a lot. Um, yesterday, I think I leaned in a lot uh, of the tensions that we've seen sure. recently in uh, American politics. And so Tony Evans says, we're either American Christians or Christians who happen to be American. Sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, whichever, one, whichever way you describe it is going to show kind of the order of your heart. Yeah. And uh, and so in our congregation, we have people literally uh, from China, people literally from Nigeria, people literally obviously from America. And uh, we have people who have lived all around the world, people who have pastored all around the world. And um, and right now it's 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 one of the the bigger subjects, I think, in the local church in the West, which has to do with uh, things like flags in the auditorium um, you know, uh, figuring out, uh, you know, who are we conservative or, or liberal um, based on um, political ideologies. Now, of course, we know there are issues. Um, it, it, we're not getting confused with the idea of like murdering children sure. in the womb. We, we understand right. that. But we're talking about the things that have happened in recent years where um, the statement, if you 
don't vote for this person, then you're right. not a Christian. Or if right. you do yeah. vote for this person, you're not a Christian. And and suddenly what we started to do is we started to do what we saw in our last sermon series in Galatians, which is that we are adding these extra things to the gospel. Right. And and the reason that's happening is because we have we have uh, kind of reversed the order. Mm-hmm. We are uh, in Rome before we're in Christ. Yeah. And and our hope then becomes in uh, in American politics. And that's that's the point. That's what so we're trying to talk about. So what I loved yesterday too, and this hit, this hit home more for me, and I actually think I saw in the room, like people connect more when you said we're in Babylon. Yeah. That impacted me a lot more because Rome, you know, it's trending right mm-hmm. now to how often- It's so thing. odd, right? I, yeah. Weird. This, is, why, this is, by the so way, weird. don't lose your thought. This is why, and I'm kidding, Locked. by the way, but I'm kind of not, but I am. It's <laughs> why so sometimes I feel like we're in the matrix because like I've been thinking about Rome by myself right. on my back porch preparing for the book of Romans. And then suddenly we start the book of Romans and it's like all over. It's like, yeah, it's just like people on Twitter are always like, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Yeah, I'm like, right. is this a thing? By the way, I have these two pills for you. <laughs> so, you get to choose one. Honestly, because of a lot of my travels and stuff like that, the history of the world in general has been uh, is on my mind a lot, thinking of yeah. how we have gotten to where we are. Therefore, because of just its place in world history, Rome and civilization is a big part of my thought process, like mm-hmm. how that developed us. I mean, a lot of our legal systems, a yeah. lot of our philosophical thought, logic, mm-hmm. all these things that we... Our language. Yeah, how yeah. we use to arrive at conclusions and, and structures came from Rome and Greece. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's still yeah. influencing us. It, it is. Massively. And so the point you were making earlier about yes. Babylon and Jerusalem, that, that is probably the simplest way I've heard it. And so I don't, I, I didn't come up with it. I first read it in a Barna research book right. about uh, demo, demographics, mm-hmm. I think generations. Yeah. And so it begins by talking about how our parents uh, are in my, I'm a millennial. And so my parents' generation and before that uh, viewed America in a way where it was like a Jerusalem. Sure. And, and in some sense, you could say it, you could say that was more true today than uh, then than it was today for certain right. for certain reasons. Right, right, right. And that's just the way the world is. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are always getting worse. That's what Scripture says will happen. Um, but the problem is when we view any earthly kingdom. Right. So I like when I talk about this, I don't like to pick on our country because I love our country. Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful for our freedoms. It has its problems like any earthly kingdom does, but I'm really grateful for, for a lot of things in our country. And I think we're, I sense that people are moving on beyond the thing where, uh, where when you talk, when you're critical about certain aspects, it doesn't automatically Make mean you, that you hate, right. uh, you know. Right, yeah. But as Christians, if we're not careful, so one of our chapters is Christian worldview. What is a Christian worldview when it comes to living out our lives in an earthly kingdom? It certainly doesn't mean that we ignore Washington, D.C., that we ignore politics, that we that we just put our head in the sand. Um, that's not what it means to live in, in Babylon. It certainly isn't what it means to live in Jerusalem. But we need to understand that we are not in a Jerusalem. We are in Babylon, and the Old Testament and the New Testament has a lot to say about life in exile. Sure. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, the book of Daniel is just... All about yeah. life in exile. Plant plant gardens, build houses, uh, build a community, and um, and through uh, it, it, instead of I think it's I think sometimes I'm trying to think how to articulate this in a way that that I hope would resonate. If we think we can save America through our own government, right? Uh, hierarchically, what we're doing is as a Christian, 
were saying, how can I save America? Well, I need, I need, a, I need my guy in the White House from a top-down structure where right. he can legalize this and make this illegal. Right. All that's going to do is create pretend Christians, like, by the way, happened in Rome. Yep. When mm -hmm. Christianity was legalized, right. it didn't mean everyone became a Christian. A Christian it, yeah. meant, it meant it was kind of the nominal way. Right. And, uh, and, and so you had a lot of Christians who weren't really Christians. Uh, but if we look at it from the ground up, which is a local church in a community, and uh, in the house, this is why we have family ministry as a primary chapter at Tate Springs, which is uh, moms and dads uh, who are discipling their children. And those, and those children are growing up in that community in their schools and in their churches and on their baseball teams. And, mm -hmm. they're, and, they're, and you're in the grocery stores and in your, you're in your workplaces and your marketplaces. Suddenly it's from the ground up. And then those people are, are yeah, may, they might go into government and such, but they're, but they're trying to lead people into the kingdom of God while understanding we're in exile, mm -hmm. that we are waiting for the home that is beyond our borders. Well, I think this is kind of, and this brings up an interesting perspective for me because often as a musician, um, when I you know, was performing stuff outside of the church and stuff like that, there was a lot of conflict. But I also saw a lot of conflict then on a larger scale when you're looking at bands like Switchfoot or yeah. you're looking at you know other artists like Need to Breathe who a lot of them have Christian roots or a lot of their lyrics are very Christian oriented. Even for a while, they were specifically aiming themselves at a Christian market. Mm -hmm. But as their reach grew and as their impact grew, they begin to understand and also articulate themselves a little differently to you know appeal to others and it wasn't a shifting of values, but rather it was an understanding. We are not just speaking to one yeah. group, and we need to we need to you know be thinking of how we articulate ourselves. We yeah. need to be sensitive to that. Yeah. And I think that's that's a conflict that often. Um, I don't think it's so much anymore, but I think that for many, um, that conflict of there has to be a clear line between what is Christian and what is secular. Right. That, we're think, we're definitely yeah, the development of Christian culture. Right which is not really biblical. I mean, right. we're not supposed to be siloed. We're right. supposed to be impacting the community around right. us, injecting ourselves into it. Right. We do have a community in our churches. Sure, That's course. what we send from. Right. That's why we say the Great Commission every single week. But then it's our job to go out and impact the community. But I also think like when you talk about, like you talked about immigration, which you know, talk about a, a touchy subject, right. right? But it's like, whether we're talking about immigration, whether we're talking about um, uh, gender-related issues, whether we're talking about um, ab abortion and being pro-life, those things come across, we can say, well, those are political topics. Well, they can be political mm -hmm. topics, but for me, they're spiritual topics first. They're biblical topics first. And it has nothing to do with the politics as to whether I support or don't support abortion. I am against abortion because I believe the Bible is against it. I believe that every person, just like you said yesterday, has this deep intrinsic value. It doesn't matter what country they're from or what border they walked across. Their needs are the same and their value is the same. It and has nothing to do with my- that's what makes politics then complicated for yeah. the Christian because if we go from things from Genesis 1-1, if we go from things from the Imago Dei, then the reality is it's never going to be clean. There are not going to be black and white. It's always going to have a lot of nuance to it so that when things are getting discussed politically, 
when we're coming from that biblical conviction and worldview, yeah. it's it's going to be complicated, and it's yeah. not going to be easy to have conversations. Absolutely, yeah. with and, anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So, yeah, so we we uh, we brought up immigration that, and I didn't get into the weeds of the politics of sure, it, but I got because it wasn't necessary. To exactly, because that. yeah. that's not, and that's not what we do, and that's no. the, right. that's the point. A, a worship service is designed to worship God, and so I'm not going to talk about. Uh, walls and bridges Policy and, and stuff policies. Like I'm going right. to talk about what does the scripture say about human beings right. yeah. on different sides of the lines. That's that's the point. Absolutely. And uh, and I tried to make that that clear. I think you did. Yeah. Um, I thought. I mean, that's a extremely touchy subject, especially right. here in Texas. I mean, so um, it's but always going to be. I feel a like road. you were really clear. We're talking about people here. Right. We're not talking. And and I do think it's interesting because I think that like even in that specific realm. When you have that conversation, there are times that we have to look at it and say, does our faith and our politics line up with one another? Mm. Um, what's driving our politics? Right. Is it something we've experienced in the past? Is it something we learned? Or is the Bible informing it? But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can look at these topics and still be standing in the right place. Right. And I think and, that's and, important. And, and one thing to think about is when we hear the word pro-life, we immediately think about it being constrained only, only to unborn born. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so yeah. much more. But it's so much more. Um, it's, it is immigration related. It, it has it to do with, with really, it's an imago date issue. Right. Yeah. And as Christians, uh, and, and we all understand the tensions when it comes to uh, the actual policies that it takes to run countries. Sure. So, yeah. You know, again, that's saying their job is easy. Yeah, that, that <laughs> well, exactly. No. That, that's an, that's an issue that we understand the need for for borders, and we well, understand the and need. You said for, it. It will never be fixed. Mm -hmm. We were, and I thought that was great because what we were reminding the people then, it's not that we're fighting a feudal battle, because the battle ultimately is about showing people the hope of Christ through our right. actions and stuff like that, but. Also, that we can rest in confidence that God has the battle. He, yeah. I mean, as we've sung from You've Already Won, mm -hmm. He has the victory. What yeah. we do is we are faithful in that victory, and we just give us hope away. Well, yeah. the world is broken, and we can't fix it. But people are broken, and God can God fix can. that. Yes, exactly. And He'll fix, He, he can help fix each individual. Right. But the world is broken, and that's not going to change. And so that succession from last week of God is enough to this week, essentially how I took it is, God is our confidence. Yeah. You know, it really is tying back to what we saw in that first prom promo video. Let's live and lead in truth and love. Yeah. It's about the church. It mm -hmm. really is about us yeah. leading and impacting culture through Christ, not through our politics. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and it's a, it's a message that I think is important for us all to understand, which is the importance of our citizenship in, in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the kingdom of heaven is not something that we want to bring from heaven and, and set it within the boundaries of an earthly kingdom and say, we're going to subvert the kingdom of heaven, our citizenship to the kingdom of right. heaven. We're going to subvert it in, underneath a, an earthly kingdom, but instead uh, what we understand is that our citizenship in heaven transcends yeah. every earthly kingdom and when Absolutely. we think and we understand that then even even if even if we were in a christian nation we would still be in exile right you realize that yeah. because because it's not the kingdom of heaven right. right and and so even if we achieved what it is that we want to achieve we would still be failing 
And that, I don't think we realize Honestly, that. Honestly, that would be so. the worst failure because we would, they, I mean, obviously the temptation and the reality for many people would be Rome. It yeah. really would be that nominal. Mm -hmm. and, and the, and things this look is, right, then things must be right. And this is where I think, and we, we won't get into it in this in this uh, episode, but um, it, it is a, it would be a fun discussion about how your eschatology actually drives mm -hmm. uh, how you view uh, the world because sure. there's like a post-millennial mentality, which yeah, is... Yeah that you, you will induce the kingdom of heaven through, uh, through yeah. um, your, a government, a Christian government that forces essentially, now that's not how they would say it, so I don't want to misrepresent the view. Um, I'm talking about the most radical understanding right, right, of this. Right, 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 right. Uh, and so far as I've, I've seen them uh, articulate it. So. so Jared, as we you know continue to go through the book of Romans, what can we expect moving forward? So, uh, so yeah, every theme, every week is about life in Rome. So every title is living in Rome. Uh, so last yesterday it was uh, living beyond Rome's borders. Uh, this uh, coming weekend it'll be about life together. Okay. And so we're in this together. Um, we're and, all uh, in this together. There he goes again. Another song. Like, <laughs> it's going to happen every time, isn't it? I mean, what do you do with that? I'm trying to think if there's a song I know that has the word together in it. Uh, that's... Because I don't know that one. Who sing, what was that one? What is that one? That was from High School Musical. Oh, I've not seen that would that. be why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would never be a Troy. But. <laughs> See, that, I still don't even understand that joke. That's yeah. okay. But, but, like, there is a really important thing that we haven't discussed last week or this week. And that is, so this week I thought you did an excellent job. We had a Star Wars reference. Oh, did we? We had a basketball. Oh, that was, that was off the cuff. Yeah. Basketball did you, and Luka Doncic reference <laughs> and then we had what was the other one there was a third reference but there was no, no lord of the rings tolkien references Ooh. and here's the problem you talked about the door with the little door in it you could have talked about the hobbit door at brie hmm. when they oh, have yeah, to open right. the little hobbit door and Man, you had the perfect it. opportunity and I you missed it. it i think we could have filled the bingo card this week because there was there were three things you did mention i can't remember now i wish i was a tom Trevor. but i know you had star wars and i know you had luka Doncic and basketball yes. in there and then you you had a hobbit opportunity and you you really yeah. missed it i was i was a little disappointed i gotta admit man so yeah i'm disappointed you fool of a took <laughs> <laughs> man i'm bummed now yeah there was there was a great opportunity i just saw the little door in brie opening the, the guy having to bend down you know look down and, and see that's what salvation means that's how impossible it is as if like as the if, camel could get through the hobbit uh, a dwarf a dwarven donkey could fit through that <laughs> hole on the brie door and that's when the dragons came <laughs> and that's when the dragons came well yeah he was there already yeah so well, well um so yeah so i'm looking forward i'm, I'm looking forward that's that's the idea is the theme of life life sure. in rome and and we're just going to see it from, uh, and let the text drive the themes Absolutely. each and every week. Right. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I really like the songs uh, that we're singing mm -hmm. uh, each week, Jason, as I said last week. Um, I think they go right along with, with what uh, what Romans is talking about. And uh, we had some baptisms. Yeah, uh, yeah. We had baptisms. Have we have some up. more coming up Four on more this week. So it's it exciting. Really cool. Had some new members we added. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really cool just to see like a really young life, you know, Axel. And then we got to see Olivia's. Yeah, boy, know. that's a cool story. Sure. I mean, just, just let's so do this. Neat. So we're about out of time, but let's why don't we end by you sharing the Axel story um, and just how, you know, how, yeah. how they came. So uh, it's around a year ago. Um, that family was at home and they were I think they were watching television and someone mentioned something about Jesus. And 
he looked at his parents and said, who's that? Both of them had grown up in church, but they hadn't gone to church for years. They looked at each other and literally said to one another, we are the worst parents on the planet. That's what they said. Like they had just this heart wrenching moment. And that that next Sunday they showed up at the church mm-hmm. and, uh, and they've been here ever since they went through our membership process. Uh, they've helped with VBS. They've helped with youth events. They've helped with college events. Um, and, uh, and this summer at kids camp, he, uh, he heard the call for salvation and a kid who didn't know who Jesus was a year ago because of his involvement in the church and the, the foundation that's been laid over all these months, he was just ready. Yeah. And he gave his life to Christ, it was what, like seven weeks ago? And, and think about that in the context of what, what we've been talking about. It's a, it's a mother and a father in a home going just to, in their community, going to a local church and just being spiritual care providers in that home. Uh, and what you see is a young man who's come to faith and now is gonna grow up, be discipled, and make a difference, yeah. and and that's what that's what uh, that's what it means to be in Christ in Rome. And his little brother, who's three or four right now, will never know life without the support of the church. Sure, it's going to be a part of his. He'll never even know yeah. that 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 anybody would not be a part of something like that. Right. Yeah. And it'll be amazing to see that's great. how these cool. guys grow up. So uh, so yeah, that's uh, that that's that's what this sermon series is about. It's about uh, how we are in Christ as we're in Rome. So looking forward to the to the text this coming Sunday and as we continue on. Thanks for listening. At Tate Springs, we want to help you discover your part in God's story. Connect with us at tatesprings.com. We'll see you next time.